You're listening to the Citrus Church Podcast. Now, here's the message. All right, so I figured I'd take a quick moment and kind of vocalize some of my thoughts and kind of talk about things in terms of how I lead worship over at Citrus Church. About two years ago, I had the opportunity to do a worship service with a few friends called Evensong. And the idea was kind of this mixture of the contemporary as well as the traditional in the sense, especially music-wise, but we kind of plan was to keep things to an hour. And it was a mixture of, you know, hymns as well as contemporary music. We do everything from How Deep the Father's Love, I Am Set Free, This Is Amazing Grace. Uh, the version of Doxology that I do at Citrus is actually their version that we did back at Evensong. And it was kind of that mixture where we wanted something to be there for everyone. We basically, the layout of the service was kind of a call to worship and a quick prayer, maybe a scripture. We do about three songs, go into the sermon. From the sermon, we do communion, from communion into offertory where we play a song, and we'd end on a song with everyone just singing out together. And we held that service at about, I want to say 6.30 at night, which is, you know, not bad during the summer because it's still a lot of daylight out, but it was like kind of cool during the holidays, or not the holidays, but during the fall and kind of earlier on January, February, when it's still kind of dark outside around 6.30. But kind of a day of an even song day, I'll call it, was kind of showing up to First Winter Garden at 8 o'clock in the morning. And then from there, we I'd play their 9 o'clock service. After their 9 o'clock service, take all my stuff, throw it in the Majeep, drive over to Okoe Oaks, kind of plug things up and get ready for their 11 o'clock service play through that, then head out to lunch, wherever that might be, that one spot, uh, Wendy's, who cares? And then from there, we'd head back to Okoe Oaks and we'd do their youth service or their youth uh, rehearsal, you know, was as it was. And they didn't have a bass player, so I helped out in that sense. So we do that rehearsal and then we'd head back to First United Methodist for even song to kind of rehearse and get ready for that service by 6.30. As you can tell, Long day, long day, lots of long days. Why we thought this was a good idea, don't know, but we loved it anyway. But kind of thing that I like again, kind of thing that I liked about doing even song was it was a mix and it was more intimate. In that chapel, I think the max capacity was probably around 40, maybe 45 people. And I think our first month we maxed out on space, but it was nice to kind of have a break from the noise, less instrumentations. It was only two people singing and two guitars. And we'd maybe trade a guitar solo here and there. But other than that, it was just straight out playing and straight ahead worship. Nothing fancy. And we put lyrics on the screen. or Well, not on the screen, on the wall. But kind of a simple service. And I kind of meshed with me because I like to keep things simple. I feel like if you get too, you know, overboard with everything, you kind of lose the message and you lose focus. But kind of coming over to Citrus Church and hosting worship in a movie theater. I felt like a lot of the same elements that we did in Evensong could flow easily right into Citrus Church. And when I kind of started helping out with leading worship and we were talking about building a songbook, I used a lot of stuff from the Evensong songbook, you know, like How Deep the Father's Love, I Am Set Free, This Is Amazing Grace, like I already said earlier, our version of the doxology, as as well as many other songs, because I felt they kind of continued that vibe of, you know, worship in a little bit of a different place, the more intimate setting, and it fit, and people have responded to it, people have seemed to enjoy worship. I uh, told Brian this past week, I don't look to see, you know, people singing, because, you know, in a movie theater, 
you don't want to hear yourself, let alone the person next to you. But as long as I see some mouths moving, that's kind of good enough for me. And number one thing for me has been kind of coming up with worship and making a set that I really want to play and that I'm excited to play. There's a Thelonious Monk quote, Thelonious Monk being kind of one of the greatest jazz artists in history. Back in the 50s, I want to say back in the 60s, actually, he was uh, waiting on a gig and kind of sitting around and he wrote out this list of tips for gigging musicians. One of those tips is you got to dig it to dig it. You dig. And that quote's always kind of stuck out to me because, I mean, it captures what most of music is. If you don't feel like playing it, but you play it anyway, what's the point? For me, in a worship sense, if it's not a song, it has to be a song that I'm excited to play that coming week. And that's kind of what I strive for every week. And kind of earlier on, leading worship and kind of getting used to things, I adjusted from trying to get people to sing to finding songs that our praise team was actually excited to play and wanted to play and that we could worship in. From my standpoint, to be a worship leader, to be someone on the praise team, if you don't look like you're enjoying yourself, your congregation doesn't look like, isn't going to enjoy themselves. So, again, what's the point? So that's kind of been one of the goals I strive for is just something that we, as a praise team, can enjoy. I plan on sending this to them. Hopefully they enjoy worship. Hopefully. But that's kind of one of the first goals that I've made for myself is just worship that I can get into, worship that our praise team can get into. And if those two things can happen, hopefully, by all means, everyone else does enjoy worship. And it looks like that's been the case over the last kind of two months. And kind of the bigger picture for me is in terms of worship and in terms of worship leading, I think about them in the same way, is worship is just a way of filtering out the noise that's going on in your life so that you can focus in more onto what God is saying in your life. And one of the best ways, you know, we kind of filter out noise is through music. You're trying to study for the exam, but on your headphones, music. Trying to get some work done, put on music. Working around the house, put on music. Music's just kind of one of those ways that we're able to focus in on whatever we're trying to do. And in a worship sense, worship music, we're able to hone in on what God's doing in our lives. Back in April, I went over to this AME church. I don't remember which one, but it was over in Orlando. I was invited to the service by a coworker. And we went over, walked in at, literally walked in at 12 o'clock, and we did not leave till 5. Good God. But the thing that I really enjoyed about that service was the music. A few of the songs, I wasn't familiar with, you know, all the songs, but a few of them I was able to remember from my days of First John Holiness when going to church with my parents or St. Jehovah Temple, kind of those earlier days before we started doing the non-denominational thing. From the music, I was able to kind of hone in and kind of prepare for what they had seven pastors. Good God. They had seven pastors who preached on the last seven sayings of Christ. And in between, they did music. And what I was able to hone into and kind of keep me going throughout the whole service, because God knows you need something more than coffee, I was able to hone in on what, you know, God was saying in my life at that point. What I was able to pick up from each sermon was things are about to change in my life for the better. And things are about to look, not only are things about to change in my life, but it's about to look a whole lot different in the next, I'd say, month and a half at that point. And what that kind of turned into for me was, one, I stopped selling insurance, which, thank God, and then two, I am now our church worship leader. Still kind of adjusting to calling myself a worship leader. As some people know, I prefer worship guy. But for me, that was a service where I was able to kind of hone in on what's being said in my life and what God's looking for in my life. And thankfully, it has been for the better. So that's kind of what I try to infuse into our worship is kind of having that ability to filter out the noise. Even song was done with, you know, like I said, two guitars, 
two voices and I try to bring the same thing over to Central Church because I know there are a whole lot's not necessary for, God, for people to get in tune to what God is saying. So hopefully that is relatable in some sort of sense. Hope you enjoyed listening. Thanks for listening. Make sure to visit our website, citruschurch.org. If you found refreshments in this message, share it with a friend. And hey, God loves you.